Today on the show, I'm happy to have Roy Robinson. He's the CEO of Excipio Energy. They're making offshore energy work. And you guys see offshore energy as an industry in itself. Can you explain why that is, Roy? Because we come from backgrounds of offshore oil and gas, I and my partners. And if you look at how that worked, the first thing we look at is the economics of a project. And the economics of any offshore floating project are dependent upon how much value they make for how much it costs. Now, in this particular case, you can do a floating wind, for example. If I build a floating wind platform and I can zero out that platform cost, right? So I've got a totally free hull, which is what their objective is. What that does for me is reduces the price of electricity I can sell and make a profit by about 10%. Sounds like a good idea, except it's a self-limiting solution and it's as good as you can ever get, okay? And then what you have to do after that is try to improve the turbine and try to do this. None of those things will get you there. They're all incremental and they'll make your cost of electricity very expensive. If instead of doing it that way, you go for how much energy can I get from a single place in the ocean, which is what we did. So we looked at wind and waves and currents and tidal and all of those different technologies. And if you combine them together, that same floating hull will support those things in a way that will make you able to sell electricity at an unsubsidized profit. If you try to go any other way, if you try to do just wave or if you try to do just wind, or if you try to do just ocean thermal energy conversion, you're wasting an opportunity. Full cost is cheap. To support these other activities doesn't add a lot of capital cost, but it increases the amount of power dramatically. For an example, our platform, our single platform is 60 megawatts or so. That compares to the best of an offshore floating wind is about 15. That's how we got into this. We looked at it. We looked at it as a system and we came into it not really understanding that we were the heretics in the room because we went to these conferences. And if you go to these conferences, the first conference is a wind conference and then they'll have a wave conference and they'll have a tidal conference. They don't get together. So you are, if you built this single platform, is that your solution? You've built this actual product? We have, we have a patent on a platform. It has not been built yet. And we don't really care. I don't care anyway, if it's our platform that does this, but it has to be a combined effort. In other words, there's other multiple multi-purpose platforms out there. Most of them focus, they're either wave energy devices that they put a, turb a wind turbine on, or they're a floating wind that they tried to strap on a wave energy device. Very few of them were designed from the ground up as what we're doing now. So it's very difficult to have them come out as efficient as ours is. That said, if somebody comes up with a way of doing it, I'm all for it. It does not have to be our platform, but the economics of this are, it has to be combined system. Do you, are you wanting to bring this out as a platform? Or are you wanting to just license this out to other people who are going to build it? The, we're probably going to license it out in part because we will never have the resources to develop it as fast as the world needs it. And that's for this platform. Now the platform is one of our technologies. We have several. We spent the first two years of the company giving ourselves PhDs in offshore wind and offshore waves and offshore tidal. We're probably one of the few companies that we are participating in writing the standards for all of those technologies because we have the background. We have 25 years of offshore oil and gas experience. We've built, played things at places all over the world and we try to get it done that way. What we're doing now 
is OTEC, Ocean Thermal Energy Conversion, okay, which is offshore thermal energy conversion and based on the warm water on the surface and cold water on the bottom, you can run a turbine. It's been around for a hundred years. It's always been the technology of the future. Its advantage over the others is that it's constant. It's 24 seven, right? I jokingly call it nuclear power without the nuclear part, right? But it's never been economic. The cost of electricity has been very high. So we went back to the drawing boards, pretended we were having a glass of wine with the, uh, the guy who invented it, French guy. And if he had today's technology, what would he do? And so we combined that with our knowledge of offshore subsea and came up with a way of doing OTEC, which eliminates all of the holdbacks, the things that have been keeping them from making decent money. And we can basically produce about three to four times as much power for the same capital expenditure. That suddenly makes it attractive. Now we just filed this patent in January. So this is news. This is new, new to the world stuff, but it's attracted a lot of attention. Got a lot of attention from some of the major oil companies. We've got attention from some of the major fund groups. And it's also not a science project. It's all stuff that exists. We've just combined it in a new way, which is what, that's what we really try to do. We try to find existing ways to put stuff together. And this is so much more effective at, in, in a singular platform setting. I'm sure a lot of the big energy companies are looking and saying, oh, we could grab this now, scale it off in a six month period. Yeah. That, and, it, and to be honest, it wouldn't be a six month period. Just it, offshore, offshore, even if you have something that's already designed, built and proven, it's going to take you about three years to get one in the water. That's just, yeah. Now, having said that, there are places in the world where you can move almost that fast, but these things are big and expensive because if you're, this goes back to the, the mistaken idea of trying to do a single floating platform and trying to minimize the whole cost as the way to reduce the cost of electricity. It's counterintuitive, but the best way to make this work is to build a very large, expensive platform that hosts a lot of different things. And that has two effects. One is that you're making a lot more power from a single platform. So I don't need as many cables and all the rest of that. Two, it gives me extra deck space so I can then host aquaculture or ocean mineral extraction or make hydrogen or make fuel. There's all these other things you can do that add value. And it's that whole intertwined system that you need to have in your head. The problem that we have generally is that most of the power companies, you have oil companies that are used to drilling a hole and money comes out, or you have power companies that are used to turning a switch and the power comes out of whatever plant that they've got. So that's all they, the system idea, the idea that you want to build something that's going to integrate other systems is foreign to them. And they, especially in the offshore renewable business, what's happened is for the last 40 years, okay. These people have been fighting over R and D dollars. There was no development. So they see each other as competitors. Wave guys see them as a competitor. Oh, you know, the others see themselves as competitors. They don't cooperate. They don't like to cooperate. They all want to be the answer. And what they don't understand is they already are just not alone. So I, this is not something you just wake up one day and solve. So no. years of thinking about this, what is your background? What's this business been? That's I'm a marine engineer. Product. Always wanted to be a marine engineer. When I got out of school, they weren't building many ships. So I went to school, went to work in oil and gas, offshore oil and gas, because I got to work offshore and work around the big ships. But what I'm doing now in terms of looking at the renewables, I've been looking at that since I was a kid. My, I, I have at the end of one of our presentations, it's a picture of my mother, Paula, where she had this hidden somewhere. But when I started the company in 2016, she sent me this picture of a drawing I did of a subsea habitat at Tent. And yeah, we've been thinking about this for a while. 
And I've always kept up with it. I've always studied it. And I also, when it comes to the offshore oil and gas, my partner and I were fairly well-placed in terms of how much experience we had. And we were the problem solvers that people would come to. But around about 2016, I had the choice of either becoming an oil and gas consultant again or trying something new. And the renewables looked like they were starting to catch on. So I started Excipio. Excipio means to capture, by the way. It means to capture in Latin. So we're Excipio Energy. But we actually, we've actually begun involved in a lot of the blue economy, a lot of the repurposing activities. We wrote a report for the Department of Energy for repurposing the offshore oil and gas platforms for other purposes, not just energy. Because like I say, you, once you've built this giant floating island, you want to figure out as many ways to make money off it as you can. So same thing you do in oil and gas, right? That's the oil and gas mindset is every inch of that platform that you can use for something that's going to give me added value, I'm going to do it. There are things that we can do that you can't do on an oil and gas platform because we don't have the risks, right? We don't have the dangers of dangerous gases and explosions and all those other good things. And all that helps. Did you start as somewhat of a consultancy and then now it's moving into a product? Other way, Kennedy, we started out as a, we started, Excipio started out, we spent two years really doing nothing but studying the market and learning. We first looked at maybe being a title company because we found a machine that would work really good for title. Yeah, but I used to run the economics in oil and gas for evaluating fields and didn't work with a massive subsidy or a really high electricity price. Yeah. Okay. I can make it work, but it's not going to be something that's going to attract a lot of investment, which is what's required to really move us forward on the transition. And then we looked at the wave energy, same kind of thing. Some of them can break even ish. And then we also looked at the wind energy again, same thing, especially the floating wind, because we figured that's where the future really lies. Fixed wind is a very expensive way to build wind. If you're an offshore person, you understand all that because the floating units, you can build them virtually identical. They don't right now for the most part, but you could. Our platform is designed to be identical. It's designed to be farther out than they say they want to be. We need at least 300 meters or 300 feet of water about a hundred meters of water. And that's a minimum. We would probably burn a bunch deeper than that. There are ways and ways to export energy. There's ways to transmit energy that don't involve a big cable. So all of these things we have looked at and studied, we have about 3000 different companies, not exaggerating about 3000 different companies of all types in our database. And we've evaluated all of their technologies and looked at them. And we've chosen the ones that we think work the best, but no matter how good they are, even the ones that we, th even our OTEC, which is, if it goes forward the way we think it's going to in the next year or two, that's going to change the whole dynamic on this. I would still put the other things on. I would still have the other value added things on the platform. I would never just build a platform to have just OTEC because the cost of the anchors doesn't change. The moorings don't change. The installation doesn't change. The insurance the permitting. It's a list of about 25 different major cost items that don't change whether I've got wind or I've got wind. Right. So you might as well make it comprehensive and maximize the space. Value. You maximize the value yeah. for the spend. It's nothing to do with LCOE. In some cases, I may not even sell power. I might sell fuel, but it's, it depends on where you are in the world and what's the market and what you've got available. Is there anything else that I should have asked you that I haven't yet? That those kind of questions are always interesting because there's lots of things that people can ask me. Usually the sum of what I want to tell them is when they're looking at these offshore technologies, the offshore renewable energy technologies, 
the best ones around that I have found are not the ones that are in use. Um, I know of a wind turbine these are not my, these are not my technologies and I have no financial interest in these companies. I know of a wind turbine that would blow the three bladed jobs they're using now out of the water. I know ways of doing the fixed wind, which is not, again, not my area that would be much more cost effective than what they're doing in the Northeast right now. And the people that are doing this know this, but the problem is they've got so much money invested in the other way. And so they don't want to come up with a system that's going to make all the $35 billion worth of investment they've just made into this new factory and new ship and all this other stuff suddenly not be worth quite so much. So people should understand that there is that driver. It's not just about making green energy. It's also about the economics on it. And when they tell you that right now it's, it's unsubsidized pricing, that's generally not the case. They find different ways to do it. That's not called subsidy, but it, it just comes down to the plain numbers. If it's going to, it's going to cost you this much to do it, you have to sell electricity at this to make a profit. If you don't, you're losing money and then that's a problem. Yeah. And they've invested so much in the current setup. Like you said, it's not easy just overnight switch the best technology. It's not even a question of it's easy. It's just a question of they, they don't care if they're going to have to charge people 25 cents a kilowatt hour, because that's what they do in Europe. The way European, when they say that their wind farms aren't subsidized, they're not, but the government pays for the, the cable, the export power cable and fixes the price at around 25 cents, both of which would not get, if you tried to sell power at 25 cents in Texas, you'll go broke really quick. The wholesale price going into the grid down here is like seven cents. It's actually cheaper, but I don't want to get somebody yelling at me. It's not really that like it. It's so, cheap. If our listeners wanted to learn more about your company, what you do, Oregon Touch, how could they do? Easiest way is LinkedIn. I spend sometimes too much time on LinkedIn. Usually something on people who are trying to do things that will hurt people or do things that are, are going to detract from the energy transition. And so if you go to LinkedIn, send me a note, tell me you saw me on the podcast. I'm sure I'll accept it. that or you can contact me directly via our website, uh, which is just excipioenergy.com. Excipio is E-X-C-I-P-I-O. And as I mentioned, that just means to capture and let. That's how we came up with that. And our logo, our logo is neat. It's an angler fish because that takes care of the OTEC for the deep water requirement. It's got, if you look at it, it's got the waves in it. If you look at what's in front, he's got the star, he's got a little turbine out there. That takes care of the wave and the, or the winds and the, the tidal machines. So we tried to put everything all together into one. Yeah, I do the logo. People Sorry. recognize the fish. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, Roy, for being on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.